welcome to But Make It Hallmark. You're here with me, Patty, and my co-host, Ching Guy. Hey, Ching Guy, how are you? Good, how are you? Uh, it is a sweltering Singapore summery days. Well, when is it ever not summer in <laughs> Singapore? And I can see your hair. This is a podcast, and you can't see Ching Guy. <laughs> That's but right. It's bad podcast etiquette, but... Chingai's hair is blowing in the wind. I have two fans tree. pointed at me right now. That's how hot summer nights are here in Manila. Well, it's just perfect that we are uh, experiencing this kind of heat as we watched the four offerings of Hallmark Channel's Summer Nights, which we are going to tackle today, which means we'll dive right into it. We'll be talking about the four movies, Sand Dollar Cove, Her Pen Pal, The Baker's Son, and she had me at Aloha, so we'll do it in reverse um, of how it aired. And we'll start right now. So Sand Dollar Cove stars Chad Michael Murray and Ailey Michalka, a Stanford developer, Ellie, works on acquiring a beachfront property in Sand Dollar Cove, a quaint Connecticut beach town, but falls for the town's charm and property owner in the process. We're looking to develop a resort hotel on the beach. If you want to buy that land, you're gonna have to talk to me. Could you please show me around? The heart and soul of this town. It's really beautiful here. Sand dollar. So good luck. Put your hands together for Miss Ellie Eversol. You're full of surprises, Mr. Brody Bradshaw. What's How do I start this? Because there have been bad movies that we've experienced this season, and we've kind of just like actively hated on it. And what I have to say about Sand Dollar Cove is that trope-wise, we've seen it all before. A big city developer wanting to ruin a small town's charm. Well, technically she doesn't, but that's how it comes off. We've got a town, we've got the, you know, fun uncle, lead guy who's, you know, looking after this property, the legacy of his grandparents. So it's always a family thing back home. And I honestly couldn't tell you what the rest of the story was about because I was reading a book. <laughs> while watching. Was your book better than what was on It was. Uh, it was about uh, the male brain. And the thing is, I was really trying hard to like this movie because I do like Chad Michael Murray. I've seen him in most of his Hallmark movies. And this guy can sell a story. So I'm a bit disappointed that he got lumped in this really bad movie. It's not like it's not pretty. The entire thing looked beautiful. The setting was I actually like, wow, I, I kind of want to go sailing. It just wasn't it for me. These are two perfectly competent actors. Ailey Michalka, I really enjoy her in iZombie. I know you have differing feelings than me, <laughs> Shingai. But why would you do this to them with the most overused trope? Like, it's a beautiful setting. These are beautiful people. They could have done so much more. This was straight out of Hallmark's playbook. Like, everything hmm. was, like, cookie cutter. Our actors are competent. I yeah. think it was well shot and well-produced, mm. like, scenery-wise, it was good. Yeah. But it was just lacking a lot. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, okay, we, we know how this, we know how this story is gonna pan out. We've seen it a million times before. They, I feel like they just weren't given any material to work with. But then at the same time, these actors could have done, done. something yeah. to add a little bit of spice or yes. sugar or sizzle 
to this, anything. but they did it. It was like, it's like, you know, like when you show up in class and because you have to, it, it was yep. like they had to drag themselves over there and, and she just looked so sad the whole time. And I'm, I'm trying, I was trying to imagine like, okay, when, when could they have shot this? Probably in the middle of COVID, right? So mm. what, are they still feeling like down because of that? Because like, I just did not see any joy yeah. in her face, maybe for like a split second when she was on the boat. And then, and then it's gone. It's gone. Yeah. One thing I did like about this, like I, I managed to, you know, we didn't like this movie, but I think it, it fares better than a lot of the other movies we hated on. So I can't say oh, that yeah. I hate it. Exactly. Um, the kid wasn't bad. Yeah. I didn't think, and then uh, his his nan, his grandma was yeah. like, hmm. bad. Like she wasn't wearing a wig. Yeah, and no wigs. Is, is that is that our baseline now? Like, yes. yeah, she had she had beautiful hair. I like his sister and mm. his brother in law. So the town folk were okay. Like I actually liked them. I was interested in them when they were on screen, and yet nothing. <laughs> Nothing. It felt like a, a hostage movie. Like like there was a gun pointed to their heads and they were mm-hmm. like, act. So it felt like that kind of... There was no... Yeah, you're right. There's no joy. There was no flavor. This is, I mean, apart from it being very white, it just felt really white. Bland, vanilla, paper, white. Ugh. And they could have done so much more. And this is the last movie of the season. Like, give me some spice. Give me some fire. None. Unfortunately, and it wasn't like it wasn't yeah. like playing uh, playing Cupid last season. Where, you know, like what if the last movies just just really woke us up and this one just put us to sleep? Put me the fucking sleep. Well, at least this one I didn't sleep through it. I just really wasn't paying attention. So, justice for Chad and Ali. Like I hope they get a better movie next time because they are quite competent, mm. and I would like to see them in a more joyful setting. Anyway, yeah, speaking of joyful settings. Uh, let's move on to the next uh, movie in our lineup, Her Pen Pal, starring Mallory Jansen and Joshua Sass. Event planner Victoria can't wait to attend and plan her best friend's Paris wedding. But when she finds out that her ex is bringing a date, she reconnects with her French childhood pen pal. You are getting married, and we are going to Paris. Cameron's just told us he's bringing a date. Cam was my first love. I'm pretty sure Jacques was your first love. Jacques? Big surprise getting a message. It's a letter-perfect love story in the most romantic city in the world. Paris is always a good idea. So again, we we see a plot that we've seen a dozen times before. Uh, It's it's the wedding planner trope. (laughs) And again, it's like this: the, the type A lives for the small details, wedding planner type who's doing a wedding and kind of forcing the bride into her version of what a perfect wedding is. So <laughs> from the get-go, I'm like, why, why, do, why do these brides not speak up and think they're paying for the wedding? Just because it's your best friend, you know? I mean, all the more you're supposed to be able to say what you want, but at least the movie wasn't totally about that, so that was good. Um, so she, she's super excited because it's in Paris and her ex is showing up, but then he's bringing his work wife and apparently he's seeing the work wife. And so her hopes are dashed, but she has an old French pen pal, Jacques, <laughs> who miraculously shows up, <laughs> he, who just happened to be there. So I think 
see, this is what's different between her pen pal and sand dollar group. Her pen pal mm. gives us what we've seen before, but they manage to add something to it. Number one, it's shot in Paris. <laughs> and, oh my gosh, uh, give us all the travel, give us all the, the, all the French feels, all the cliches, the sand, the Montmartre, all of that. It was just such a delight to see that come to life on screen because like we're all travel starved and you know whenever Hallmark does like a French movie I'm thinking of Summer Villa where they just like shoot it in Montreal and try to pass it off as the real thing but but this was actually the real thing I googled and like oh my gosh that restaurant is there that hotel is there so you get authentic France and you get a guy with a with a good French accent too Mm. so Kudos to that, because that's a rarity in the Hallmark Cinematic Universe. And plus, Mallory Jansen is so beautiful. She looks like Audrey Hepburn. And she's like, she towers over everyone else. She's just so pretty, so so gorgeous. I I love her. This is one of those things where, you know, you give something mediocre, but then give it to the right people who can bring something to the table, and it just transforms it totally. Picking up on European accents at all, Hallmark tends to fuck up all the time. It's so nice to see the European leading man be the winner. I mean, we get, we have Will Kemp, but Will Kemp is literally all we have. Usually the <laughs> European guy is like a second fiddle, and then he'll get pushed away for the childhood boyfriend. So this is so nice that the childhood boyfriend is the European. And I did some research on Jacques because he's so handsome and his accent was quite good. Spoiler alert, he's fucking British. Yup. <laughs> which is crazy. And according to Wikipedia, he was married or his partner was Kylie Minogue. What? Oh my gosh. Good for him. Yeah. My mind is blown. They're divorced now or they're not together anymore. But holy fuck. Um, makes me love him more. Mm-hmm. I really, really, really love Mallory Jansen. She's so beautiful, like you mentioned. And it was perfect. What I didn't like about this movie is that there was too much fucking going on. There is this... French phrase by Coco Chanel, wherein before leaving the house, you remove one thing. They had to remove like six (laughs) things in this movie. They could have removed the bride and groom drama, the preggers friend and the hubby drama, the wedding jitters drama, the ex with the new jealousy, fake girlfriend breakup, back together drama, and just focused on three things. Mallory Jansen, Jacques, and Paris. That's all they needed. Give me, they gave us the sweeping shots of Paris, walking down the Seine, all her beautiful outfits, all the flirting. I love his Frenchness and like, yeah, I'm late. And just like, but you like me. Like it was just so the flirting was, the banter was there, but they just packed in too much wedding shenanigans that I'm just like, fuck this. I don't care. I don't care. This is not like Christmas house wherein you have seven different plot lines and you care about all of them. Here, you want to care about the beautiful people, Mallory and Jacques, in beautiful Paris. That's all you need. That's all you need. It could have been so much simpler. So we're being nitpicky here, but it's because we expected more. Because you're in fucking Paris. You paid to shoot there. This this movie made me appreciate love, romance, and chocolate a lot more because yeah, uh, that simple. did like now I realize that that movie just like did the travel thing perfectly because they 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 featured the city. And they, they, they had a few side characters, but they concentrated on who we want to see, the, lead, the, the two leads, right? Uh, you're right. They just, there was just too much going on. I mean, 
okay, okay that her ex was there and she she was like juggling two guys. But then of course we do the oh, are we gonna do long distance thing? I mean, <laughs> how many times are we gonna have to talk about that? But so I I was interested and then it got boring. But I was just looking just to see the sites and then and yeah. then of course like. He has some chateau and oh, let's do the wedding here because in the hotel there was like some emergency with a ballroom and it's just it's just a mess. It it didn't have to be. It didn't yeah. have to be. I think you know with Sand Dollar Cove they weren't ambitious enough. With her <laughs> pen pal, they they were trying to do too much. Um, this this isn't the worst of of the of Hallmark's ambition. Uh, later oh, yeah, on, we're yeah, gonna yeah, talk yeah. about another another movie that kind of pushes the envelope. <laughs> I mean, all in all, this is a likable movie. Yeah. I think, yeah. The only thing I really didn't like is her bridesmaid's dress. Oh, what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> what was that monstrosity? It was horrible. Cheap, How dare you dress cheap, Mallory Jansen in cheap, cheap fabric? <laughs> yeah, they look like infinity that. dresses. <laughs> No, it's just so bad because, like, you know, all her wardrobe was so nice. And I get it. The bride has to look the prettiest. Don't make your friends look fugly. Anyway, her dress in the engagement party the night before the black, or I don't know which event that was, the black one was hot. So, yeah, there. Justice for Mallory Jansen's bridesmaid's dress. Anyway, overall, <laughs> this movie was okay. Like, yeah, you can watch it for Paris. You can watch it for pretty people. Ignore everyone else. It was too distracting. Ignore. Ignore everyone ignore. else. Yeah. And when we're back... We'll discuss the second two movies from Summer Nights. See you in a bit. And we're back. Welcome back to But Make It Hallmark. You're still here with me, Patty, and Chinkai. We are halfway through discussing Hallmark Channel's offerings of the Summer Nights movies. And we will carry on with The Baker's Son, starring Eloise Mumford and Brant Dargy. Matt's passion transforms his bread from bland to brilliant. But when his bread loses its magic, the island locals panic and turn to Annie, Matt's childhood friend, and true love for help. On the island of Windward lives a baker. You just need to put a little more of your heart into it. Who makes the most delicious bread only when he's in love. Oh, wow. That's the craziest thing I ever heard. It's a French thing. She's gone, and the bread doesn't taste the same. When you taste it, what do you think? I think it's bread. It's a freshly baked romance about finding the missing ingredient. What the I think son. this movie brought in was whimsy. The tropes are the same. We've got the best friend from childhood. We've got secret feelings. We've got the girl acting as a bridge. We've got the it was you all along. We've got the small town needing big city like traffic we have the following your dreams versus staying behind so it's a lot of like the things we've actually seen with hallmark but this time with so much carbohydrates and honestly (laughs) carbs fix everything like let's be real and i think that's what it got me to do i definitely was craving a sandwich or like a croissant or like any big good from the bakery after this because it was quite effective in making me want to eat carbs Brad Doherty, we've seen, he's been on some Hallmark movies, but I don't think we've ever discussed it in, uh, on the show. And Eloise Mumford, I don't think I've seen it anything. I really like them. When you have arms that nice, you can have <laughs> chemistry with anyone. Brad Doherty can make me bread any time. The lead girl, Annie, played by Eloise, she isn't your 
typical Hallmark lead, but it's nice because she seemed real and quote-unquote relatable. I'm not saying it's that's horrible. Like, I, I, I'm not trying to degrade her or be condescending. In fact, I want more of these non-Barbie cookie-cutter chicks because it really balances things out. Not everyone is gonna look like a model. And she's not, like, it's not like she's even, like, normal-looking. She's still, like, cute, quirky, manic pixie dream girl. I'm gonna paint on the pier. I'm gonna go follow my dreams, paint somewhere else, Paris or wherever. It was actually quite cute. They had a nice, you could tell that, I mean, at least for me, I felt like they really had, like, the chemistry there. There was the banter. There was the longing because when she started falling for someone else but it was also really nice to see old favorites like uh french dude was he french british british dude from chesapeake shores yeah uh, writer dude become her side you know piece like a ballerina and like uh like it was just there were so many nice and cute details that they poured into this that i actually did care about the secondary girl and the secondary guy the, the two ballet folk because they were interesting, and they added to the plot, and they moved it forward. And it was so nice that they actually, you know, focused time on the falling in love of the other pairs, not the main leads. The main leads actually don't get a lot of, like, falling in love together. They get a lot of friendship time, which is strange choice, but interesting choice. I like that Hallmark is taking risks in this sense, because I did care about the community. We get Scott from Homeland as a yeah! police officer. Heartland. Heartland, sorry, Heartland, not Homeland. That would be very strange if Claire Danes' <laughs> um, show, someone showed up here. But it's so nice to see Scott, and it was so nice to see the town come together. And any time the townsfolk would show up in his bedroom, like, all that, like, very, like, magical realism kind of thing, it just felt really, they, they, they pulled it off, I have to say. It could have gone incredibly wrong, but it didn't. I, I was, like, all... Uh, I was anticipating the magical realism because uh, they sold this this movie as a like water for chocolate, but but mm. make it hallmark. Yeah. And then and then I kind of just got um, shaken because it wasn't like they I, I don't think they did the magic they didn't do any magic. No. Uh, let's just say like they didn't they didn't push it too far, and I I thought with the ad that's where what they were going for, but what we got in place of magic was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was bananas, but it was good. I mean, there were there was a see, this is where like there's a lot of ambition here with Hallmark because there's so much. But I think it was quirky enough yeah. that it was okay. I love I like the town bros. I know they they were there for comic relief, but it was just so much fun to see yeah. to see them, you know, do stuff. The 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 mayor or was he the mayor? The, the main guy reminded me of the, the Gilmore Girls guy. And then, yes. and then, yes, we get Scott from Heartland. And and, and then we get the, the side characters, the ballet troupe that comes yes. to town. And I like that it wasn't fake ballet. They were, like, doing legitimate ballet. And, and, and you know, it was just so nice to watch. I mean, we, as Hallmark, as a Hallmark audience, we, we all love the ballet. So, yeah, give us that. And, okay, so lastly, I like that, these are two fresh faces that yes. we haven't seen. We haven't seen Over together and we haven't seen. The best friends trope is one of my favorites. So anytime this comes up, I get really excited. And it was just so nice to see them uh, play, play, play off each other. Uh, she reminds me a lot of Michelle Monaghan from uh, Maid of Honor. 
with the short oh. hair and the brunette and just very, very upbeat kind of girl. I watched this before you, Patty, and I remember yeah. texting you because, like, I mean, it was fun. It was kind of zany, this movie. But then when it got to the point where, like, the best friends were, like, catching feelings for each other but not yeah. knowing it and they had that fight by uh-huh. the water, I was, like, all in and I was, like, feeling it. I'm feeling the goosebumps right now. I, I was just, like, so invested in them and then like yeah girls stand up for yourself because like you can't let him take advantage of you just because you're friends and you know you can't just like uh, just because you have feelings for him doesn't mean you're gonna let him you know get away with stuff and i like i like how uh it ends with the town just like pushing them to to be together like a love actually like the colin Mm -hmm. firth part of that movie so it's a lot going on, but it was just so enjoyable to watch. Brant Doherty is Jack, <laughs> and yeah. he does get a shirtless scene. I mean, he needed that. It it, needed it that. was like kind of faded we in the background, that. but but this is Hallmark, so okay. <gasps> I I I I, I want to call out that same scene where they're fighting because it really reminded me of like Dawson's Creek because of the water. <laughs> Like, level of angst. Like, that teen angst that they've been building up, pent up rage and feelings for each other. And, like, I love it when they were so aggressive with the packing and the baking and how they interspliced those, like, those two scenes. He was kneading the bread, like, you're so angry. And then she was packing her things. It always makes me laugh when people pack like that because I'm like, girl, you're never going to unpack that shit, right? <laughs> like, you're just doing this to yourself. But I get it. They're angry. And we had to see it. So... Honestly, what a surprise. Fresh faces plus carbs, you can't go wrong. The, the cast was stacked with fresh but, and familiar faces, and it worked. So kudos to Hallmark. This is by far not a perfect movie by any standard, but I think it's nice that they're trying to go in different directions, and this one, this bet paid off. So, you know, take a, go grab a baguette and uh, take a bite out of the croissant. Because I'd love to see more, more of this like genre. Yeah. Okay, speaking of familiar faces, we're ending our reviews with two super familiar faces from When Calls the Heart, Pascal Hutton and Kevin Smith. You had me at Aloha. With the host of a popular travel show resigns, the network enlists Paige to step in for the next season set in Hawaii. Unbeknownst to her, they have also hired Ben, who likes to push everything to the extreme. As these two new co-hosts clash over their opposing ideas for production, they grapple with the fact that not only do they need each other to further their careers, but they also balance each other on and off screen. Say aloha to paradise. And action. Hey everybody, welcome to Hawaii. Got to stop going off script. Say aloha to adventure. Did you know there are 137 Hawaiian islands? Do any of them have cell service? There it is, the I told you so I knew it was coming. Say aloha to love. We're a great team. You know it and I know. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for I you. I feel like Ask this Gail one's Hutton a classic hallmark. I mean, it's an enemies turned lovers movie. We get another TV producer and a host <laughs> and who end up in front of the camera. So we've seen this before. We've seen this in Good Morning Christmas very recently. See, what makes this different and what sets this apart is that it's Pascal Hutton and Kevin yes. Smith. You can't go wrong. They're like, they, they know their stuff. They mm. know their strengths. They know how to play off each other. And they, 
they did it in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. So you get that beautiful setting. You get it, it's a perfect movie to kick off the summer nights uh, season, and they it's just so nice to see them in modern gear. <laughs> 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 they, they they feel like real people here. So. As expected, with all Kevin Smith movies, uh, this is like a mature take on the Hallmark Hallmark romance, and I love that. I really love that. That I mean, yes to the Dawson's Creek stuff, sure, but we we like to see a range, and uh, these two people show us that love can happen at any age, even if you've had a career, you've gone through your twenties and your thirties, you can still have a shot at. You know, love and your career and life and all that good stuff. I think this is like full on fifty first dates territory mm-hmm. with with all the scenery and the mountains and the getting a flat tire, driving those long roads. They they fully maximize their location, which is which is great. At the end of the day, what matters with Kevin and Pascal is their chemistry. Yes, and and they they really brought it. They deliver chemistry every single time i am such a big fan of kevin smith's movies because you're right he brings the maturity that i crave for yes we like all these silliness and all these like fluffy things but whenever he does movies like love on the menu with autumn racer or even like the wedding movie with pascal which they did two of it just it seems so sensible and it just seems so like resolutions and problems are realistic the stakes are just right. Nothing is always like life or death, but it's also like, yeah, we're mature adults. We're going to discuss this. We're not going to storm off and cry and die and, you know, never talk to each other for six weeks and then professor loves later. It's not. It's just, it's real life. Done the Hallmark style, obviously. They cannot do anything wrong for me. They are the true heart and soul of When Calls the Heart. And I'm always so eager to see them bring their mature adult love to everything they do. Their chemistry it's so well rehearsed. It's so, it's second nature to them. It doesn't even feel like they have to, you know, act. It just really coming from eight seasons of working together, right? Or how many it is that they've been together on When Calls the Heart. They just know each other's cues. And I really like small moments from them. Just like, this was a very talky movie. And I, I like it. I, I, I like their conversations. I like how they tried to get deep. I like how their physical comedy together whenever they would like try to like because she always follows the script and he always ad-libs and how they would then kind of meld into each other and learn each other's ways it was just so they're so delightful to watch i i watched this on one x speed because i wanted to savor all of it and i can't say i did the same for any other movie in this season so it's always such a delight to see them and I, i i am looking forward to so much more it says a lot about the actors when we when we don't nitpick at the type A woman and yes. the and the opposites attract dynamic. It's cause they they made each character very multifaceted. So yeah, she's type A, but then she has this viral goat story, <laughs> right? So we understand so how she got there. And and speaking of their maturity, it's like he kissed her and then it was weird, but then they show up for work the next day and don't make yes. a big deal out of it. Yes. It can happen. People can do it. People can be professional and put themselves out there. And if it's not, if it's not exactly as you hoped it would be, it's okay. And that, that's real life. And that's exactly. what we like. It's real life, but make it Hallmark. And I love that. 
I really do like seeing them in like real life, like I mean modern day clothes. So I know when Cosa Heart is never going to end, or maybe it will. But <laughs> I would love to see Pascal and and Kavan in something like a Chesapeake Shores family style yeah. like yeah. series, because they're so good. We need more of this. I honestly enjoy them more than the lead triangle. Sorry, but like it's just so. There's ah. Uh, I, I want more of this. I can never have enough. Pascal and Kevin forever. I, I hope they have a Christmas movie. <gasps> I'll die! I'll die! Yeah, right? And not one that's connected to, you know, other people from When Calls the Heart. I want it to just be their yeah. vehicle because obviously they can sell it. So clearly, guys, if you isn't obvious to you yet, please do check out You Had Me at Aloha because so beautiful. And as a bonus... In case you're craving for carbs, also watch The Baker's Son because it's actually quite delightful. Mm-hmm. And, and you can watch it at a higher speed. It's fine. Summer nights, you've done it again. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to talk about our <laughs> our Mary's and our kills for this season. And we're back with our summer nights edition of Mary kill we haven't played this game in a while patty so i'm I'm (laughs) quite looking forward to hearing what you have to say okay so i guess we start with the fucks or we start with the kills we start with the kills okay yeah let's kill them get it out of the way we know who we're killing do we know who we're killing (laughs) yeah oh oh my god i don't know okay you start first okay or do we say at the same time Nah, i'll go first because i i feel we probably have different ones I'm killing the ex from her pen pal. I don't even know his name. He wasn't bad looking for an ex. Usually they, he turn, the, he they turn the ex into a really skeezy guy. He was actually... Uh, yeah, yeah. He was pretty good looking. But I mean, if, if like some a... dude does that to me, like whether I am the ex or the work wife, I mean, he's, he's like out of the picture for sure. I'm killing him. He's like a dollar store version of like Brandon Penny. That's what it reminded me of. Like they were trying to get that vibe, that mold. I like that that's where you went because like in my head, (laughs) he looks like Ian (laughs) Venerash. I think it's because um, uh, the movie felt very um, Beverly Hills wedding. Mm -hmm. And so because Brandon Penny, but yeah, you're right. What What a dick bag. I have decided to kill Chad Michael Murray's character uh-huh. from Sand Dollar Cove just because I'm like, what did you put me through, sir? <laughs> what did you put me through? Why did I waste all this time on you? So yeah, I wanted to. I'm killing him. Sorry, I actually usually like CMM and some. Usually the male lead kind of saves things for me because if I find them cute, I'll be like, oh, okay, but I can look at you. But this one, I didn't even want to look at him. Mm-hmm. I was just like, Chad. Chad, Chad. What are you doing with your life, Chad? What are you doing? Question your life choices, Chad, because this was not a good look for you. Yeah, no. It's a it's a kill for me. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Chica, so, who are you fucking? I'm fucking Kevin Smith from You Had Me at Aloha. <laughs> Just because I wanted to mix things up a little. Like, he... he I, I would usually go for the the young guy, right? For for mm. for like a summer fling. But but like what if I, I just asked myself, like what what if I went for the mature one for a change? Mm. Right? And and yeah, yeah. Do it with someone decent. <laughs> he is. Yeah. And you know, 
I think that's the beauty of the fuck. We always kind of relegate it to like the secondary choice or whatever. But like, I think that we need to deprogram ourselves into like every relationship has its meaning. And just because it's a fuck doesn't mean it's not meaningful. So yes, Kevin. Yes, the meaningful fucks TM. Exactly. Meaningful fucks. There is no relationship escalator here. We're not going anywhere. (laughs) It is what it is. Kevin, congratulations for being Shinkai's fuck. I, on the other hand, am very predictable. And I'm choosing Brent Doherty's character in The Baker's Son as my fuck. I was thinking of marrying him, but then I thought, I can't fucking eat bread every day. I'm going to be so fucking fat because I'm just going to keep eating bread. And I thought, I think a summer of carbohydrates is just what I need. Mm -hmm. Uh, Summer by the water. I will eat bread every day. But then it's like a limited time offer. I don't think my cholesterol would also be happy with all the sugar and all the things I should not be consuming. But to be embraced by those arms Mm -hmm. and to sample that bread for the summer i say yes please sign me up for that fuck sign me up for those carbs sign me up for those arms i know exactly what you're saying and so i'm gonna marry your fuck (laughs) (laughs) give me all the bread forever till death do us part (laughs) gonna marry the bread guy how can you not it was it was a tough choice for me it was a tough choice for me the, the, the only reason I'm not marrying the bread guy is I've always wanted to live in Paris. Mm-hmm. And there's a fucking chateau owned by Jacques. I hope I don't have to clean it, but I would love to live in it and hear that beautiful French accent all the time. Honestly, his French cockiness is so fucking familiar, but deserved this time. Like, this guy knows what he's doing. This guy is so in love. And I'll, I can pretend to be Mallory Johnson and her beautiful self, but <laughs> I would steal her wardrobe and walk along the Seine with him and do the Tour de France that he keeps talking about. Yeah, I would definitely live in that fucking chateau and marry this man. In this universe, um, my Mary's father lives in the same neighborhood as your, your Mary. Because the baker's <laughs> son is the son of a Frenchman. That's right! We can... We can just be neighbors with Victor Webster and Hillary Burton's right. um, summer villa. Right. And we're all just going to go for dinners because Chef Cupid can be there. <laughs> the bread will come from you and then the Frenchman will come from me. So I think it's perfect. I we're, mean... This is the HCU universe we are now living it's in. It's like a HCU <laughs> Avengers. <laughs> <sighs> and with that, you want to say thanks everyone for sticking around. Uh, thanks, Chingai. And if you guys aren't following us on our socials, please do. We talk about all the dumb shit we are watching and uh, we'll make it to the show. Uh, so that's at But Make It Hallmark on Instagram and at Make It Hallmark on Twitter. We'd love to hear from you and we'd love to hear what you want us to watch if we're not watching something. And just, yeah, tell us your thoughts. So follow us on social and subscribe. Smash that subscribe button in case you haven't. Uh, thanks again, Chingai. And- See you for the next one.